Welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler P. Word Hymanson. Oh, don't say it. <laughs> don't say the word. We don't say that word around here. We just don't. Okay. Uh, welcome everybody to the final Sequel Rights episode of 2020. We're done. We're done with this year. We're over it. Ready to move on. After this year, I do feel like if you wanted to really truncate the experience of 2020, all you'd have to do for all of the horrible hours and and uncertain times that we've gone through is just mainline eight out eight <laughs> Beethoven films. I feel like just, it's that it's that's yeah. the drudgery that we have experienced. Uh-huh. And it feels like the perfect thing to, to put a bow on this year. You know, I, honestly, I feel bad. Uh, you know, last week we had the Christmas adventure. Uh, I feel bad that there's no New Year's Eve adventure for uh, Beethoven where he gets drunk at a party and, uh, you know, uh, gets to do the countdown. We, uh, yeah, why does He's like pink St. Bernard's on parade. Yeah, or well, he, he gets to save the ball drop in New York City, you know? I, don't know. <laughs> I do hope that all of our acquaintance with this franchise will be forgotten. So Beethoven, the ball is stuck. <laughs> Jump on it. And you know. Maybe next time they'll they'll do New Year's Eve adventure and that'll be fun. Well, this was only 2014, and so though this is the eighth film, uh I do not feel like that we were done with this franchise. There's gotta be a ninth. I do feel like at any Beethoven's minute, ninth. At any minute I'll be uh forwarding you guys the trailer for the next Beethoven movie. <laughs> sometime soon it's gonna happen they're they're taking their sweet time to think about what to do next but for now and for today we're talking about the eighth Beethoven, Beethoven Beethoven film uh that is actually called Beethoven's treasure tale yes tale is a pun but we will <laughs> probably call it the treasure trail the entire <laughs> treasure time. trail treasure tale treasure trail Yes, uh, pretty exciting. Um, but before we uh, get into the full movie here, uh, Eliz, where can people reach out to us? Yeah, send us your 2021 franchise ideas to SiegelWrites at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at SiegelWrites. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars lets more people find the podcast. And uh, that's great for us. And we really appreciate it. Thanks. That's right. Well, why don't we take a look into seeing what Beethoven's up to this time? <laughs> Whoops, I pushed the wrong button. <laughs> Here we go for the trailer. Beethoven is back yeah! in an all-new comedy adventure. <laughs> Beethoven's treasure tale. Oh, what's he doing in here? Don't miss your favorite St. Bernard. Beethoven? Beethoven. Beethoven! When his new home is in trouble... O'Malley's Cove is going to go bankrupt. Who's that? He's the guy who wants to buy our town. Saving it will be his biggest adventure yet. Beethoven's going to help me find Captain O'Malley's treasure. And use it to help our town. <laughs> I love that 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 final uh, string of dialogue from the kid. They they cut together like six different things that he says to make it sound like <laughs> yeah, a total To make it robot. sound like a coherent yeah. sentence. <laughs> What's the deal with towns in Canada just being for sale all the time? Like Shit's Creek <laughs> and then this town and uh, I know, it's a, it's our a town it's and a yeah, all there. the others. It's a problem. 
<laughs> I here's the thing that I will say. We're going to be talking a lot of shit about this movie. <laughs> but I am impressed with the Beethoven series, how they managed to make the meta Beethoven Bigs Bre- Beethoven's big break about him being in Hollywood transition that to an entirely different family for a Christmas movie (laughs) and then bring it back. This movie starts with Beethoven (laughs) being a star and starring in he might, it might as well be Herbie goes to Monte Carlo. Oh my God. It was exactly that for the love of Beethoven. Benji. Uh, The the movie even had a song. Yeah, the movie starts out and I was like, oh, my God, this exact same scene happens in the Monte Carlo Herbie movie. But they they made a three movie arc out of this somehow in a way that gave more care to the characters than we usually see. And I did not like this movie, (laughs) but from a sequel standpoint, it's kind of impressive. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I was pretty shocked to see Jonathan Silverman come back. As was I. Uh, I was not shocked, but um, furious. Disappointed. I I was just like, wait, so what was he doing during the Christmas one? Because it's not like, you know, this one was also shot in Canada, so why didn't they just keep him for that one, too? Why did they... Like make a whole different family and now bring him back. Like what? What happened well, and in that time? Like, where he was okay, like, nah. they they mentioned okay, his I'm son back. went to college, and we see a few like sad photos of oh, I missed my son. But like, what happened to the writer lady? It didn't work out. Like, and we we for we didn't even mention in that episode that that's that actress is his wife in real life, and they are still oh, married I didn't know that. today. And so I'm like, what? You you couldn't convince your own wife to be in Beethoven's treasure tale? They're I like, mean, <laughs> that makes sense to me. But um, <laughs> They're like, how are we going to make it I, so that the writer lady lives in O'Malley's Cove now? It makes no sense. I will <laughs> say that of all of the sequel movies that we've had, where we've had new characters come in and rotate out or whatever it is, this movie has the most deference for past characters where our main dog trainer guy gives his son a call and realizes that he has to lie. He's like, I can't tell him that we we need him or that I was fired or anything else. She's like, I don't want him to worry. He's over at college. <laughs> and I actually appreciated like the scene is completely worthless. I thought that was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> for any, for anybody else who hasn't watched all of these movies, but we call out all of these sequels yeah. for not doing that. And I do think that it is one of the better examples of how you deal with a star leaving. And, having a character just kind of having a moment to justify their absence. And I, yeah, but the moment is like so cheapened by the fact that he's like, well, how about this bitch with her son? And like, (laughs) let me just get a new chick and a new son and I'll just stay here. Yeah, Yeah. no, it, it absolutely is. But I feel like that it actually, it's that moment stood out to me because it's something that we call out every other sequel for not doing. And they at least tried. I think what we need to do, uh, I don't know about what you guys think about this, but I think that we need to refer to these last three, uh, Beethoven's films officially as the dead parent trilogy, because (laughs) there's each movie. Yep. One of the, 
parents in a relationship has died. <laughs> and that's the only reason why uh, so-and-so can fall in love with so-and-so because the parent's dead or whatever. Yeah, it's so stupid. So stupid. Yeah. Well, I was like, I, why is there I yet another like to, dead parent in this? <laughs> I would like to go a step further and blame Beethoven for the murder of all of these spouses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's going. That's how far he goes to set up these relationships. He kills right. the person. Well, we saw that he can read contract law. That he can get high school relationships set up. But you know, as Beethoven ages, he realizes that he can control much more about human interaction. And if he <laughs> murders spouses, that he can play a much better matchmaker. Oh yeah, yeah. He also uh, like apparently at some point got rid of his own three kids. <laughs> From the last movie, <laughs> That's true. right? Okay, like the four kids from the original two, of course, and now he's had three other kids that are now axed. And at some point, uh, Jonathan Silverman shows him the phone, and it's a picture of Rico or whatever his name is, Billy, from the last movie, holding one of the puppies. And he's like, "Wow, Beethoven, I can't believe you were ever that small." It's like, well, yeah, he was like biologically, but that's not a picture of him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the puppies just disappear every movie. Yeah, the single dad nonsense. Well, I mean, look, as we know from our last episode, a St. Bernard puppy makes anything better. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. But let's talk about the beginning because we have some good little cameos in here, at least. Um, yeah, so it starts out straight up exactly like... Um, you know, uh, Herbie goes to Monte Carlo where there's these two guys like, I have hidden the gem, your special gem in my perfect security building. And look, no one could ever get to it unless they know. And this my code. perfect security building <laughs> is also in a casino because. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was just laughing because I'm like, oh, my God, this is exactly the same way as they introduced the villains in that movie. Um, it even I was even like. If if Beethoven's suddenly already in the room, then I'm like, someone watched that movie and uh, wrote this movie right afterwards. <laughs> and he was. <laughs> no, Beethoven uh, does a little butt scooch under all the lasers and gets to the parrot pendant, which even though we haven't introduced pirates yet, the, the diamond thing is a parrot. I but, loved uh, um, I love seeing his uh, paw come up and put in the code and the security thing like beep, beep, yes beep, beep. the actor uh, Brian George who was playing the guy that had his diamonds secured there he actually was the voice of Mister Hugs with two G's in every episode of Beethoven the animated series. Mm, nice, mm. that's cool, and a crap ton of other things like. He was like a uh, Kiati Demon D and Clone Wars and like all many, many, oh. many roles. But um, yeah. Uh, and then what? Morgan Fairchild is the producer. She's in it for about five seconds. Uh, Colin Mockery is here as our dog therapist that I wish had stayed around longer because <laughs> uh, I love him. But at least yep. he was like, dude, Beethoven's depressed. You're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> You know, and and the guy's just like, what? Like, he he doesn't get it at all. He's a dog. Like, I put him outside. If you recall from the move two movies ago when he had his puppies inside, I kept him outside because that just made sense. Like this guy has not grown up despite the fact that he adopted Beethoven and Beethoven had this relationship with his son. This guy really does still not love Beethoven. He's a job for him. He's a cash cow. It's true. 
we can't, uh, you know, before we uh, get into the fact that this is a film set and everything, we can't gloss over uh, the amazing song that kicks off no. this movie. Uh, as Secret Agent Dog. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> here, I wrote down. So, yeah, it's it's a cover. <laughs> it's a stupid cover of the song Secret Agent Man. And I wrote down the lyrics for the chorus here because it's. So genius, you know, I just had to take it down. <laughs> so, yeah, it goes, secret agent dog, secret agent dog, sniffs at the kind of danger that makes the other canines pause. So stupid. Made me want to kill myself. How is pause spelled? Uh, I'm just, I, I, I couldn't find it actually online, so I'm just assuming it's P-A-W-S, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that makes no sense. And then, the, and then it says, secret agent dog, secret agent dog. He's licensed confidential, and he's here to do a job, which is just like the worst lyrics. <laughs> the worst lyrics I could imagine. I'm like, we, we, I do those dumb parody songs. I feel like I could have made a better, better You thing. did. Oh, you absolutely could. Of <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it was so funny. My wife was watching this with me and, uh, she, uh, she started watching like right at the scene when he's going under the lasers and it's playing like James Bond music. And she was like, she was like, what? No, what is no, stop it. Why are you watching this? (laughs) And you're like, glory. This is the, the life I've chosen. (laughs) Yep. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was going to be like this. So I was somewhat relieved that that was not actually the movie. <laughs> to be fair, you knew that Beethoven Eight was going to be exactly like this. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess he. Yeah, it is funny too that he's starring in something called like Spy Dogs Three, and I don't remember what the <laughs> subtitles were. But, um, uh, yeah, they get fired because Beethoven won't jump off the balcony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it leads to uh, my new favorite. Uh, you know. My new favorite button to push. Yo, Justin, I'm acting here. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, uh, this is like, this is going to be like the new, uh, you know, the new um, soundbite that we can use for anything like this. Yo, Justin, I'm podcasting here. (laughs) (laughs) It's so versatile. We can put anything in there. If you recall, uh, last week I watched the wrong movie for about oh, yeah. 10 minutes and I got to that point and I was <laughs> in our group slack. I was like, oh, it's fine, Justin, because I know you were just acting. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's pretty funny. I uh, when that happened, it's just like. You know, it makes me think of Rick and Morty and everything. Yeah, I'm also like, are they making fun of Justin Lin? I don't know. That's what that what what's crossed my mind too. But yeah, because there's like an Asian director and they purposely name him Justin. But yeah, 2014. Yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know why they would be making fun of him. He's been the, the worst thing successful. about this director is that he's an asshole on this set, but the end of this movie is Be- the, the Beethoven's trainer being like, well, we're just going to make our own movies in O'Malley Cove for some reason. And for whatever reason, they made the director of this movie move out to O'Malley Cove to be a PA. <laughs> yeah. Serve regular coffee. I thought that was him at the end. I was like, is that the yeah, same guy? Yeah, messed up. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. It was, it was an insane <laughs> joke that made no sense. Uh, um. You know, then immediately, uh, you know, yeah, so he gets fired off the set uh, and immediately 
you know, that's the other thing that made me, you know, certain that someone had just recently watched, uh, you know, Herbie was that, uh, the car that they get him is a, a VW bug. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> right. Cause apparently they're filming on location and they fire him and he cannot fly back to Los Angeles. So the studio gives him a janky VW bug. She's arranged but like, for where a was this movie spy dog even filming that you would drive down the coast in order to get back to Los Angeles? <laughs> uh, who knows? <laughs> literally nowhere. Okay. Yeah. Because like it's somewhere on the East coast. Right. So yep. you, but you would drive diagonally. Why would you drive da- straight down? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, yeah, maybe it was in Oregon or you know, something. The, I don't the, the movie's not there is only to... one road in Canada. We do know this. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know, the movie's not trying to be very accurate. We just know it's the East coast. Cause you see that one of the places is called lobster lane at one point. Yeah. And you're like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Must be in Maine or something. But, uh, so we have evil Germans as well. Mr. Bandersnatch. No, I'm kidding. They call him something different every time. What is his name? Well, right? you know, it's Choose Your Own Adventure. I think it's Brooke Schnauzer. <laughs> Brooke Schnauzer. <laughs> choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> That's a Bandersnatch joke. Um, Yeah. So he drives and ends up in a town for plot reasons that are unclear. Uh, and <laughs> just, just for a change of pace. Hey, we got to have pirates in this one because it's about treasure. His mechanic, who's played by um, David DeLuise, who himself has played many a doofy dad in many a thing. Uh, this time is just a doofy mechanic, not the doofy dad. David DeLuise, doofy dad. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you, sir. Um, Yeah, I don't know. He's in this town. It's uh, the town is in trouble because the tourists aren't coming anymore to see all the, uh, you know, the fancy Not pirate scenery. Museum. But there's a boy who's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> this is great because now uh, we have fallen so far that, uh, you know, Beethoven now has like the six million dollar man jump sound effect for when he's having a psychic <laughs> moment. <laughs> So it's like yeah, it randomly cuts to like this VW bug breaks down in this town and the guy's like, I don't uh, Well, what can I do? What's going to happen? And he has like a really long, boring conversation with the mechanic. But while that's happening, Beethoven goes out and lassies it up while there's this kid just hanging over the side of a fucking cliff. Yeah. It's so funny. The kid, the whole time the kid's like, go get a person. I need, I need a human to help me. I, I'm about to fall. You get out of here, dog. Uh, get get someone else. And Beethoven's just like, no, it's me. I'm the one helping you. Here, take my leash. I'm sorry, who? Do you mean Beethoven, the famous dog? <laughs> oh, the famous dog. Yes. Well, okay. Now hold on. We go. We go from. Uh, we go from a movie, previous movie in Christmas Adventure, where, where literally everyone is like, "Holy shit, it's Beethoven!" And this one, like, no one recognizes him except for the kid. Yeah, and every <laughs> single time they say his name, John, what's his face has to go. The famous dog. Yeah, because <laughs> everyone's like, "Huh?" When he says, "You know, it's Beethoven," they're all like, "Oh, huh? Who's that?" Which kind of uh, 
I don't know if the Beethoven movies just aren't popular in the East Coast. I don't know. It's too true. bad. You think it's they would the be? They do have more snow there. That's true. That's true. But uh, <laughs> I just like the way that the mom, uh, Christy Swanson, like discovers, uh, realizes that her kid is, uh, you know, missing or something. She's looking at all these maps on the wall and she's like, yes, there's 12 maps. And then she sees that one is missing. Then she like looks at it and goes, oh, my God, the cliffs. <laughs> and then just like runs off like my son. And you have no idea what's going on uh, um, at all. And apparently we yeah. have some of the most lazy screenwriting I've ever seen. There's apparently a Goonie style treasure <laughs> buried underneath uh, this town where the owner of the bed and breakfast is the mother. The daughter of the owner of the bed and breakfast is the owner of the museum about the pirates. <laughs> but there's disagreement about who is a pirate, who is not. And the, her son is actively trying to find the treasure. Uh, and that is the plot of the movie in a way Some that small town white people shenanigans. Yep. And none of these people are distinctive in any way whatsoever. No. I mean, how did he even end up over the cliff in that situation? <laughs> What's he, he doing? Was just looking he for was attention. probably just looking at the map and doing the number of paces and not looking like uh, where he was walking. Yeah. He said he had, uh, you know, yeah, he had calculated out where he was supposed to be. So I don't understand why he would end up over the cliff. I feel like that the most productive and entertaining route that we can take this podcast is to attack Justin for his hatred of the Goonies. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, the Goonies sucks. Don't don't watch it. I have no opinion on the Goonies. I'm probably in the middle of you two. I th- no, I think he's actually right. <laughs> I, I actually don't disagree so much. <laughs> so. But this movie is uh, treating the Goonies as if it is a, pinner, uh, a pillar of cinematic excellence. <laughs> yeah, but this I don't... This movie's just like not funny at all the fact that that trailer had the balls to call it the hilarious comedy (laughs) is like so the most bald-faced lie i have ever heard like i don't i did not laugh a single time during this movie and most of the time i was like like when something stupid happened nothing signals going through the motions more than the eighth beethoven sequel (laughs) yeah my god are there fart jokes in this movie? There mm-hmm. sure are. Not yeah, but they're not the, not like the last movie. It was like no, they're not. No, it, the fart jokes are made in that they feel like that they have to honor the grand tradition of fart jokes. Which like there the is fart, not. The they fart, made that themselves. Yeah, yeah. the fart <laughs> jokes are tossed in out of obligation as if the people who are making this movie are bored of them. I'm bored of them. <laughs> the movie Everyone's is Everyone's bored, of, bored of fart jokes except for it's, children. It's so crass and so base. It's painful. This movie is painful. Yeah. Um, the only <laughs> the only part that I thought was uh somewhat funny um was in uh, was the moment when they are uh showing this uh footage underneath the grandma explaining the story of her great grandfather 
<laughs> and uh, she's like lovingly explaining like how he was this amazing uh, adventurer. And then the footage they're showing is just totally undercutting her story completely with uh, this gross pirate who's drinking. And, you know, the movie's rated <laughs> PG, so there's all these like you guys drinking alcohol and stuff. Um, that was, I mean, it's not really funny, but I just thought it was kind of hilarious that the, the old lady was it just so glowing funny. about her about her story and that the truth was not not it's that. also like 10 years after pirates of the caribbean um oh we'll talk about pirates of the caribbean <laughs> yeah so, oh let's just, talk wait, let's get into just, it well okay not well uh, okay yeah do you want to get into it now <laughs> what what else are we going to talk about <laughs> there's so much <laughs> this movie with its horrible covers actually took universal 1440 <laughs> home entertainment actually for some reason was like we're gonna compromise every bit of integrity we have with the beethoven franchise but we cannot compromise when it comes to the cover of yo ho a pirate's life for me <laughs> in the end credits because that says pirate more than anything else we could possibly do in this film so <laughs> fork true. the money over to disney we're doing it there's literally no other pirate songs that exist <laughs> uh How about public domain sea shanties yeah. that would be free and a great idea or just new sea shanties yeah they could make some stupid pirate song. Nobody cares. Like why, why I, 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 I am shocked that they spend the money on this. Um, and that uh, I didn't Disney... even think about this. And now I feel dumb. Like they had to spend so much money. Yeah. It's not even like a song from a Disney movie. It is specifically written for the theme park attraction, you know, yeah. like, so they have to license it from like Disney theme parks, which is probably even different than the people that did the pirates of the Caribbean movies. And like, you more know, expensive just... or less expensive, Justin, if you just had to take a rough estimate. Oh, I mean, it probably just go. I, I, I don't know exactly, but it probably goes through Disney publishing and they just, uh, they just clear it, and I'm, right, I would which be is shocked super that cheap, and they're not concerned about money at all. Complicated would be my guess. Yeah, I, uh, I would be shocked that uh, they wouldn't want to like hear the cover that is that is being used, and maybe they. Well, did, and, and no one like, wants eh. to hear this cover, so yeah, I know that alone is punishment. A lot of times on huge songs like that, the the publishers or whoever is signing off is going to want to hear like the recording beforehand, so they make sure it's a good recording and not like some shitty cover. And maybe in this, I, I don't know. Sometimes Disney stuff can it be. Seems like there was a lapse there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe the maybe they were just like dump truck that money to Disney. We need to make this we're, happen. We're talking I mean, about- this would be like if Disney were to make Pirates of the Caribbean eight and decided that they had to license because the Jimmy happy. Fallon have a Tramtastic <laughs> Day song because this that's the only Pirates song of I can the think Florida is specifically Keys. written for the parks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yo ho yo ho. <laughs> I know yeah, I mean it's it, a it pop is, punk life for me. It is funny. <laughs> It, it, it was specifically written for the parks, but it's definitely one of those songs that's like taken on a life of its own outside of just the ride. I feel, but for sure, um, there is there a song for the Jimmy Fallon ride? I've never been on it. The Jimmy Fallon ride in Orlando, I don't know, but the tram in in Hollywood at the end, he sings like "Have a tram tastic day, oh, have God. a tram tastic." I don't remember. I the rest hate of the it words. so much. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. burn it to the ground. It's it was super weird. It was weird for them to cross studio lines like that. I didn't very like strange. It. I didn't like it. Um, and yeah, the cover is terrible by this band Diffuser. But guess what? That was the only song I could find. So it's going to be at the end of the episode. Woo! Was oh my god! Sa- Wait, hold on. Was it the same band that did Secret Agent Dog? No, that was Ali D. And also, so in the credits is just credited as Secret Agent bands Man. <laughs> of two different expensive music covers that they were like, we need to organize this in such a way because it's essential to our story. Well, yeah, because Diffuser can't do the Secret Agent Man sound. They're just like the heavy metal <sighs> pop punk garbage sound of <laughs> they sound identical and if you told me that it was the producer's son they do not band, sound identical i would have believed it <laughs> uh yeah but yeah it's it was bad it was bad two different bands i mean maybe it's the same musicians i have no idea <laughs> different band name uh, who knows it could be yeah the first band was from his freshman and sophomore year and the second band was from junior and senior <laughs> yeah. year the first band covers popular songs. The second band covers theme park songs. That's right. <laughs> Diffuser. There's a different drummer sometimes. Um, My God. Right. So there's a secret pirate treasure. There is a German who is trying to buy up and develop the town. There is a bed and breakfast there's an that extended doesn't allow sequence yeah. of a prepubescent boy in a bubble bath where multiple people keep walking in, including Beethoven, who then gets in the tub with him. Right. Even after the boy says no. Yeah. Beethoven Which, gets you know, in just anyways. wouldn't fly in 2020. That's a 2014 scene. Yeah. Right yeah. I feel like <laughs> the consent. <laughs> um, oh, God. Um there's some funny, there's some not funny stuff, but there's like dumb things throughout the movie. There, there's a, there's a moment where, um, Jonathan Silverman is like chasing after, uh, the, the guys who have, you know, allegedly stolen his dog and he's running all over the city, taking this girl's like bike and he falls, he flips into this like smelly, uh, bucket of fish. (laughs) And then the amount, so the CG (laughs) budget of this movie is for, bits of food to fly up in front of the screen in the foreground and then fall down. <laughs> yep. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken uh, regarding CG, I swear to God, Beethoven's eyes were CG a certain point in the movie. They were when they're, they're like, we need it to look like the dog is looking at the bird at this moment at the parrot at this moment. And I was like, ah, CG eyes. Um, but anyways, back to the, the mackerel thing, he falls into this thing. And then I love that. Like, for the next three scenes, all the background characters are like have been told to act like this dude stinks real bad. <laughs> so like, <laughs> oh, the rest man, of the scenes there's people a, in the background like entire Ugh. podcast on the background actors in this movie because they are not great. No, well, I've got your child start checking at some point. Oh boy, do it, do it now, do it let's now. Do, okay, let's do, so yeah, let's do the child. Speaking start of check. little girl with bike, um, <laughs> she's Alina. now the. Prime Minister of New Zealand. Well, I mean, Aliyah Arab or Arab. I'm not sure they pronounce it, but little girl with bike. She recently graduated from high school and accepted an offer to 
Dalhousie University to earn her Bachelor of Science in Medical Science and to play on the women's basketball team, which she is very good at in Canada. And she recently was the valedictorian at her high school graduation, and she gave her speech um, about uh, Black Lives Matter and what it was like growing up as a Black teen um, in Nova Scotia or wherever they are and uh, she hopes to become a doctor and to someday be a role model for other black youth nice that's awesome so she was inspired by the crime of her bike being stolen by (laughs) Jonathan Silverman yeah even though he said he was gonna only borrow it for 10 minutes yeah so we also have Onika Drabble who is one of the little girls that bullies him uh, the the boy and thankfully she turned it around she stopped bullying people and she became the captain of the high school lacrosse team and participated in cross country and um, she ran 6,000 meters for a PR of 29 minutes and 7 seconds which math but I think that's good Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. And then finally, uh, the girl that played Callie, the little girlfriend of the kid, sort of, um, (laughs) Catherine Shore. I couldn't find what she's up to now, but I did find out that around the same time she was doing Beethoven, she worked for a company that casts and writes and films simulations for like training videos. So if you were like a Canadian corporation or a school and you were like, I need a video showing uh, how to respond when someone sexually harasses you or like we need a video for our school about like what kids should do if a faculty member is grooming them or, you know, stuff like that. She is specifically trained in acting for these simulation experiences. Mm, that's cool. That's <laughs> awesome. I'm sure there's some video of her saying, please don't touch me like that. I'm going to tell my parents or something. Oh God. Oh God. Uh, so damn should we pivot back to this movie or <laughs> let's just talk about literally anything else i have another um, i wrote one quote down that went once at one point when the woman is spurning his advances he yells after her in hollywood i'm considered a catch and i'm, I'm like, tall you is are not one of the sir. things that he says yeah no he's not <laughs> yeah i was <laughs> Their their whole relationship made no sense. Like, why? Uh, it doesn't even make sense. Like, oh, just because he was, like, the only other single guy. Yeah, she's town. just like, oh, a dude drove into town? Well, I must have a relationship with him then. Yeah, they had no chemistry or anything. It they was had just no weird. chemistry. And Christy Swanson is a heinous MAGA evil like person and oh, like God. as of last I night she that. was tweeting her support for president trump Ugh. like i was like this is like the worst person i've ever researched well they haven't before. counted all the votes yet zero stars yeah. jesus christ <laughs> oh god that's terrible terrible um i had another note about hilarious background acting acting um there's a part in this movie so the whole thing is like that the brook schnauzer guy is going to uh you know purchase the town and uh build like a shopping mall i will interject that brook schnauzer was the my most favorite part of this movie it is the same actor who played dr herbert west in reanimator and i think he might be the only person having fun in this movie 
Yeah, I didn't really like him. Sorry, sorry, Tyler. Sorry. Me neither. No, but no, I no. I, no. I think I think he was a piece of shit. I mean, I don't, I don't think anybody was good in this movie, but <laughs> yeah. I feel like that he knows what movie he's in. Yeah, maybe. I was glad that it turned out that they were like fake the entire time, and that he wasn't even really German. I was like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Now it all seems slightly less racist toward Germans. <laughs> yeah. It was weird because his name was Fritz and everything. Yeah, it was. It no, was but it was still super racist towards Germans. And he was doing weird Hitler stuff the entire movie. Yeah, it was not great. But uh, I did enjoy the moment where he's showing off his, uh, you know, like in the last movie, we had the parade float uh, paper mache thing. This one, he's got the uh, shopping mall thing. And uh, he gets to the point where he's like, and, you know, you've got your terrible rundown uh lighthouse and here's what we're gonna do and he drops down this box over the lighthouse that says food court and a bunch it's of like the people three-story food court yeah, and a bunch of the people in the audience uh, that are like made up of this is like everyone in the town is at this thing a bunch of the people are like oh wow yeah food court this is cool are they gonna get to the food court they're gonna hop scotch <laughs> along the jagged rocks yeah, like I don't well know. no you hang over the side of the cliffs and then Beethoven saves you and then you can go get an Auntie Hems cinnamon pretzel <laughs> I just couldn't believe that the people were like, yeah, this is a great idea. <laughs> and it's Insane. only the kid, only the kid who's the only one who's like, no, we got to keep our history. He's Everyone trying else. to buy and sell your town. Yeah. Don't uh, look at this contract. He's got, you know, the kid has the contract reading skills of Beethoven in this mm. movie. He transferred them over to him, apparently. I don't think that he had them before he was spending time with Beethoven. <laughs> That's I think true. That Beethoven is... You know, Taught him how to I read. can't wait for Beethoven nine where he just is a lawyer by a <laughs> uh, aspiring law student to hang out with him so he gets a larger understanding of contract law. <laughs> what if Beethoven nine is legally blonde three? <gasps> oh, my God. Hollywood. Get on the phone with us. It's happening. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the 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 scene yeah, this movie. The, also, the, the scene of chaos that happens when when the bird gets loose, the the parrot gets loose in that uh, town hall thing, and they show they show the same shot of Beethoven running through the audience past this boat like five times <laughs> to make it look like these people are just like uh, Justin, I don't know. I just so much you <laughs> to describe where this bird comes from. The bird is uh, you know, okay. So for some it's reason there. Yeah, for some reason, at this museum, Christy Swanson has a real parrot that is just there. They are against being pirates. They're not pirates. Well, she's not only her mom is. Yeah, just her mom is like that because she thinks it uh, sullies the family name. What was his name? Everybody else realized it's the only way they can make money. Patrick O'Malley or something like that. Um, something dumb. But yeah, so the parrot is just part of like the props of the. Of the museum, but it's a real parrot for some reason. Yep. And does it talk? Am I wrong about that? Yeah, does it, it does. It does yeah, talk. It speaks. It's like rap sign on the dotted line. Rap. <laughs> yeah. Rap, <laughs> rap. Yeah. Um. I don't know. There's lots of dumb shit in this movie. <laughs> uh, there's a point. There's a point where the uh, the kids. What's his name? Sam. Is it Sam? Sam? Yeah. He's like uh, scouting out all the stuff at the uh, this this reception, and and at one point he walks past this like you know aquarium or something where there's a 
where there's a lobster and he just straight up picks it and grabs the lobster out. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm like, who fucking, do, who would do that? Wouldn't you just look at it like, oh, cool, a lobster. You're not going to like pick it up out of its like, <laughs> out of its thing. I don't know. There's dumb shit in this movie. That's that's all I got to say. There's He's an else. insane person. Uh, it's all contrived. And there's a point where the bad guy is dressed up as Captain Hook. There's a point where the bad guy is imitating Hitler. And this In a is kid's movie. all supposed to be a change of pace. Things are slowing down for Hollywood Beethoven and his trainer. And none of that actually works story-wise, character-wise, <laughs> franchise-wise. It's just a, let's just do a pirate movie. What? Goddamn. 10 years after Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Remember when Bindi Irwin did that Free Willy pirate movie? That was so yeah. much better than this. Oh, that yeah. was That was much better than this. Yeah. And shot in a way cooler location. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Nova Scotia. Um, Sorry. Yeah. The The point is, is fuck you, Canada. <laughs> With your socialized medicine and, and your, your delicious pizza. Rebates for filming. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, yeah. So, uh, you know, in the end, they find the treasure. Um, I did think <laughs> I did. I did laugh really hard when the kid falls down that like shaft <laughs> corpse hole let's call it a like, corpse hole he's like why would they lead us to the, his grave that's stupid there's nothing <laughs> he just like falls <laughs> mid-sentence like through this he doesn't giant even think hole. to dig up the grave like yeah it's so dumb like obviously it's brought, brought you there for some reason i really did want the tall man to come out and kill them both though <laughs> yeah boy boy that was great <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they do find the treasure and, uh, the kid, uh, decides to be altruistic about it and give it to the people of the town. I believe in the town. This money wants for the to people. give it to the cast and crew of the Ben Affleck movie, the town. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the town. This is for the town. I really liked that movie. <laughs> I really liked it. And I think that everybody should get paid. That's what I want to do with Does this anyone money. remember what town it was? Not me. <laughs> Probably Boston. Uh, it was Des Moines. Yeah. <laughs> it was Des Moines. Uh, I honestly have so little to say about yeah, this Yeah, that, that's it. That's well, every yeah. note I wrote down. And, you know, like we said last week, there's not even a, a Wikipedia page for this uh, movie because it's just like, meh. There's no reason. There's no reason to have it. No, but I will say for an eighth film of a franchise that is widely known, I am surprised that they brought back characters. I am surprised that after the Christmas thing, they brought him back and that they tried to tie it together. I do think that his emotional phone call to his son is some of the better (laughs) justification for characters not being involved that we've seen in in this late in a franchise and that is the only nice thing that i can say about there just has to be some threshold though where you no longer get credit for doing that if it's executed so poorly (laughs) yeah i no, i i absolutely agree with that but not not on our fucking show because there's no (laughs) threshold for like 
Let me like, just it is so shameless. Like just the fact that they put the effort in to do that sets it apart from literally every other sequel that we talked about this late in a series. Let me just I would have rather my... seen Beethoven go with that kid to college yeah. and like being a frat. I would have I would have rather seen Beethoven be in heaven. Beethoven be in like... <laughs> <laughs> what? All dogs go to heaven for all Beethoven's go to heaven. Yeah. Let me just call my off-screen son that I totally didn't murder because he was bugging me all the time about my job. He's he's definitely at college, guys. He's, but he's definitely he, at college. Right, okay, so like, even I though the photo I fun, have of him is as a, a child, <laughs> I don't have any adult. If this movie of. had more story to it or more content, it would have been the first scene to be cut. <laughs> yeah. They don't need they don't need that <laughs> but, moment. It's done. But it wasn't, and so it addressed a lot of complaints that we have with eight sequels because we're literally talking about the eighth movie in the Beethoven <laughs> series. Uh, yeah. Well, Hey, we're, we're hating on this movie, but uh, I pulled up uh, th- this week's uh, common sense media oh, <laughs> page boy. for the movie. I purposefully did not click on this because I want to be a surprise. <laughs> there's, there's one review that uh, is confusing, but it says it's from a parent of a, s- it says parent of a pirate. Six- Pirate of a six and eight year old. No, parent of a six and eight year old. And the subject is, I want to see it again. Five stars. And then the (laughs) review actually says, so it said that it's a parent, right? The review says, I am eight years old and I loved it. It was adventurous and thrilling, which sounds like a fake review. (laughs) Like, well, I am am eight years old and I also (laughs) produced this movie and 30 other Universal 1440 movies this year. Yeah. So, wait, you telling me you're an eight year old parent of six and eight year old? Because that's how it reads. I'm not buying it. Um, but here's uh here's the you know they have lots of questions to talk to your kids about. Here's here is the one this week that I thought was the funniest. Uh you're supposed to talk to your kids. Why was Beethoven fired from his quote unquote job? What do you think caused his sadness? And how did the events of the movie bring back his spark? It didn't. <laughs> yeah. <I was> like, <laughs> it really didn't. They, no, they just put him right back into making movies at the end. It got the dad laid, maybe? Like <laughs> Hard to say. Yeah. But certainly he was able to bring his love interest on as an AD. So that's really the romance story that we want to see at the end of this movie. He's like, we're going to make our own movies on over here. Yeah. Grandma's a PA. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, I thought the whole thing was that Beethoven didn't want to make movies anymore. And here he is at the end being forced to make movies again. This is his hell loop. (laughs) He's in hell. I don't no, know if this is interesting we're at in all, hell. But... He's like, no matter what adventure I take my owner on, he always makes me make movies at the end of yeah. it. <laughs> I think this it is one of the first ones where Beethoven is played by like three or four different dogs, too. Uh, oh, I've... and they look wildly different. Yeah. 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 Not a good movie. Not a good movie. It's real bad. So, <laughs> we sh- Tyler, we should do a ranking, but then we should also do a franchise order yes uh which is gonna be a whole fucking thing all right so many how many boy how many lighthouse dioramas would you give beethoven's eighth the treasure tale (laughs) t-a treasure trail um i think uh i'm gonna give it a two but maybe a one i might 
I yeah, I'm one. so close to one, but I usually save one for like something abhorrent with like yeah, a bunch of rapes think, and racism. I think I got to give it a two because like at least it was, I was like, at least they tried to do something different. Uh, but uh, I mean, it's not, it's not good. Uh, I wouldn't watch this movie. Just, yeah. You know, you couldn't pay me to watch this movie. <laughs> if you put a gun to my head to watch this movie, We're definitely I would not. contemplate you daring you to pull the trigger. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, we didn't do that. You watched it on your own accord. <laughs> and we're definitely not getting paid. So. <laughs> Fucking do it. Um, Bad movie. Don't watch it. The end. Next. Elis. Yeah, I'm going to give it two. Just barely escaping a one because it really made me angry. <laughs> and um, It was just dumb. And I just <laughs> they brought back the worst character from Beethoven's mm-hmm. big break only and no- nothing else. And it's just like the worst possible scenario. Like I, in my head, we talked about how um, on the back of the DVD, the Christmas movie is actually listed last. And this is before it. I want to just headcanon that Beethoven managed to escape this horrible <laughs> dog trainer and then go, have this Christmas adventure and then ultimately just live with Santa. Yeah, he's living with Tim Allen as we speak. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So he's just in the North Pole living out his days, not being forced to make movies with this horrible man. He's teaching Santa not to be racist. Mm. (laughs) No, no, he's not a stable elf. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I will also go to this movie was not egregiously offensive but it was terminally boring (laughs) (laughs) um and for i i really try to find positives about it and i think that there are some for our poor unfortunate souls that have had to watch so many goddamn sequels but this eight movies we're talking about eight movies (laughs) (sighs) Man, I guess I guess we're going to we're going to get into the series ranking, but this is a special type of sequel rights. And I guess we'll, we'll, we will get into that. Elis, I'm going to direct towards you. Uh, where do you think that the whole franchise shapes up? Yeah, I am ready to give you my order here. Um, I have some hot takes because, you know, I, I we talked about this uh, with the second one. I really, really love that second one. So that it, to me is my favorite is Beethoven's second. Then, of course, the original Beethoven um, close behind. The then, second one is the road trip one. No, the second no. one is the, the babies and the, the original family still. The third oh, one. Oh, right. One. That's with the rich family. No. no. You're skipping the original so family from Beethoven one Beethoven <laughs> has puppies with Missy and then they got go to the lake house. Got it. Debbie got Mazar. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 College drunk teens being dumped. In oh, a lake. yes. Yeah. Yes, Beethoven okay. destroys an entire cabin. Yes. OK, so that that's my favorite. Then original. <laughs> then I'm going to say Christmas. OK, like, <laughs> <laughs> my God. the magic of Christmas yeah, is next yeah. in third place for me. Then I'm going to say big break do just to like Steven Tobolowsky and the Hollywood in jokes and like the meta-ness of it. Uh, then I'm going to say four, which was the rich family, poor family greeting card guy. That wasn't even three. <laughs> 
Then I'm going to say three, which was the hideous road trip. And then finally, oh, wait, did I? Oh, no, I messed up. Shit. Okay, so Christmas, big break, making the movies. Then Beethoven's Fifth, the old town of mercury poisoning with the (laughs) treasure and the little girl. Then I'm going to say four because I just judge reinhold julia sweeney hate them so much so four and three those are there too and then i'm going to end with this one the treasure because it's just so (laughs) nothing yeah oh man so yeah two one christmas big break five four three treasure is my order i can't tell if it's because i don't have a strong opinion about this or because no it feels like that I completely agree with that ordering. Like, I don't have a counter argument to it. You wouldn't put the original first? I think I would put the original first. Just maybe more. more, I have more nostalgia for that than the second movie. Mm. For me, the original. Justin. Oh, uh, I was just looking at my list and noticed that I don't know if this has happened in other uh, franchises, but um, I have multiple movies with the score of one. So that's not that's not great for a good old Beethoven. But yeah, I would do Beethoven one, Beethoven two, and then I think I gotta agree with you to like leap leap all the way to the Christmas adventure. <laughs> Maybe because it's just because it's Christmas right it's, now yeah, yeah. in the spirit. I think that's no, I think it absolutely right. is, but it also gets it out of there. Uh, yeah. And know. then uh and then uh, I, I think according to my list here, I would have to do um, Beethoven's third, the road trip Ugh. one, and then Ugh. and then big break, and then, um, I mean, I put uh, Treasure Tale as a two, and then it would be uh, I really didn't like Beethoven's fourth, and then the last one I really didn't like the Quicksilver one, Beethoven's fifth. Boom. Oh, okay. There you go. I think I'm gonna agree with Eliz, but just put the first movie up front. Yeah, that's good. I like it. We watch uh, eight Beethoven movies. I will say that going through eight movies, which is one of our longer endeavors, does give me a greater respect for the Chucky franchise and how many mm-hmm. uh, innovative and fun movies are in that franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, where this is the most derivative the most spread thin franchise I think we've ever done just (laughs) because there's eight movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you guys think they could turn it around with a ninth movie? Here's the thing. The reason that we're doing these Beethoven movies is because we did the Benji movies. And also like, there's no fucking question that Benji is superior to Beethoven. Oh Oh my God. Um, but no, like, like we're doing pet movies. Like a, a, there is a genre of sequels. And I think that you could make a great Beethoven movie right now. And it would require going back to I, I you could honestly probably make the best Beethoven movie right now. <laughs> It needs a full reboot or a full reset to the second one. Like one of the kids from the original family is now an adult with kids and they are hesitant to get a dog because they think no one can replace Beethoven in their heart. But yet there's some St. Bernard that's going to be killed. So they adopt it and then learn (laughs) to relove St. Bernard's. That's what I, that's my pitch. And the kid doesn't, the kid doesn't realize how much work it actually was. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, I think I think the uh, the seriously probably the main holdup of this movie is why it hasn't happened yet is because the suits around the table are probably like, okay, we really need to reboot the movie, but we can't also like we shouldn't pass up the opportunity to call it Beethoven's, Beethoven's ninth, ninth, but we don't want people to know that there's been nine movies because if we call it Beethoven's ninth, people are gonna yeah. be like. I don't want to watch a fucking ninth Beethoven movie. That's dumb. Um, But they also don't want to give, give away the opportunity to call it Beethoven's ninth. Cause I mean, I think that's a great, just call the dog nine (laughs) German for no Beethoven's nine. Or like the family has nine kids or something insane like that. Or Beethoven has nine puppies or, you know what? You know what I was thinking about? uh, Cheaper by the ninth. (laughs) Cheaper by the ninth. I was like, uh, you know, we had this. This will be a couple weeks ago now, but we had that big, uh, you know, announcement of Disney Plus and all these Mm. related TV shows. And I was like, where's the Universal Plus streaming service where we get like, you know, spinoff shows of Beethoven and and Peacock? Uh, Yeah, that's true. Peacock. But I feel like they're not doing that. They should do it. No, they should. should. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's like, where's like, where's the heavyweight show? Where's the fucking Beethoven? It's coming. Don't (laughs) worry. (laughs) I would also, uh, if anybody would like to work on those pitches with me, just send us an email. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, my Beethoven's ninth pitch is already great. It's pretty good. It's (laughs) It's heartfelt. The dog brings the family together. See, I'm a professional screenwriter, just like that lady. Just like that lady that was completely ignored and dismissed. <laughs> I feel, yeah, yeah. I feel like they might just pull the trigger on Beethoven's Ninth and then uh, plan a reboot after that. Could be Beethoven X. Beethoven X. Beethoven X. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but the X Men the animated series theme just started playing in my head. <laughs> um, We've reanimated Beethoven's body and put. Hey, reanimator. Let's. Uh, yeah. Jeffrey Coombs in this movie. Coombs? Coombs? Coombs. Coombs. Uh, it's kind of fun in this movie. I don't know. I, I like seeing him. Yeah. And if you're if you're even a better person than us, I'm pretty sure that Beethoven animated series is actually on Peacock. I didn't check, but I know I heard another podcast where they mentioned that they looked at it on Peacock. Oh, wow. Yikes. It's probably terrible. I watched the animated theme It might be better than today. this movie, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's true. Possible. It's cl- it's closer to the original, uh, you know, film. Yeah. So. Well, uh, I think that's gonna be the end. That's that's the that's our last episode for the year for 2020. That's a wrap on 2020. That's yeah. a wrap on Beethoven. I hate to end with a puppy whimper, but yeah, that this one was real bad. But you know, overall, Beethoven. Everybody knows him still so for some reason, and uh, it had to be done. You know what this has done. In a way that I like completely uncynically, Benji is a marvel. Hmm. Like the Benji series is something that is incredibly special, and that I I don't think that we gave enough credit to, which we did. We adored it as we were watching through it. But I it's not something I ever would have gone through and enjoyed if it wasn't for this podcast. And I mean, At the end of eight Beethoven movies, the only advice I can give you is go back and watch a Benji movie. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if we took a drink every time we thought, wow, I really wish I was watching Benji instead, or wow, Benji <laughs> yeah. did that so much better during the Beethoven series, we'd be dead. 
So, yeah. I mean, uh, that's basically where I'm at recording this episode this evening. So. I mean, yeah, the, the first the first Benji movie is like, you know, is like an art house criterion it's a collection. Masterpiece. <laughs> it's Compared really to this, good. Yeah. 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 It's really good. Uh, go watch it. Even even the Christmas uh, special for Benji. Just, just Other than the blackface. <laughs> yeah, just... just Enjoy well, what Christmas special doesn't have some racial insensitivity <laughs> yeah, these days? Apparently. <laughs> Even that last one that was 2011. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we are going to be heading into 2021. Uh, Elis, let people know where they can get in touch with us because we need new franchises. We, we've had... Um, our cycles of action and horror and animal and whatever else there is feel like that we're actually getting into a little bit of a cycle of that. If there is some franchise that you feel like that is untapped, that is outside of the genres you've already covered, we would <laughs> love to talk about it. Yes. So yes. please equal rights. Send us an email at gmail.com and on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. At sequel rights, and maybe I'll even upload some more of those recordings to YouTube over the Christmas break. <laughs> nice. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars goes a long way to having other people find us. That's right. And uh, yeah, so we'll be back uh, in January, and we hope that you guys have a great holiday break and enjoy the holidays, uh, keeping safe out there. Uh, this holiday season, you know, I know a lot of people aren't able to be with their families to be safe. And we just hope that, uh, you know, you, you find some way to uh, enjoy the time uh, as best you can. Thanks Absolutely. for listening in 2020. Yeah. I mean, uh, I hope we brought you at least a smile or, or laugh here and there. I mean, I know yeah. even just doing the podcast like has helped me keep some semblance of time and a weekly Absolutely. cycle yep. and schedule. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it was tough there in the middle. We got a little antsy around Bring It On, but we came back <laughs> and, uh, you know, we had Justin's paternity leave. We made it through that and yep. we're, we're good to go in 2021. So stick with us. Is there a is there an episode I I would like to point people toward like an episode this year of just like hey if you're listening to this now and you missed something I would like to point people towards our Herbie episodes um, uh, Michael Gross Tremor Shaker Island yep. absolutely and Alexa Penavega in Spy Kids three those yep. are our two biggest interviews this year I that think. was huge you guys had a great the podcast had a great year we really did. Uh, and I'm really proud of despite having to record remotely and everything else that we did. Like we put together some of our best episodes this season and, uh, Making that's it happen. Kind of awesome. Yeah. Lots to go back and enjoy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So please do it, do it and let us know what you're digging. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys again soon in a few weeks in uh, the bright, bright future of 2021. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Hopefully <laughs> we'll see you. Hardy's go